Welcome to another episode of Agent Beauty. I am joined today by my co-host, as always, Benjamin Pollock. It is I. Good to be here. Good to see you. It's a gorgeous day in Malibu. It is beautiful. Uh, I am so thrilled to introduce our first interview that we did. We yes. have our makeup artist, Kendra Mann, on the show today. Kendra Mann. Just truly such a such an amazing person. She's talented. She's funny. She's amazing. She's all the good things. So... We have been working together for almost eight years now. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I remember the first time she walked into our office, I met with her for maybe an hour and she was like, let's go. Right. Let's do it. And we've been at it ever since. She came from one of the big places, right? She did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, one of the kindest people I know, she's the kind of girl that'll show up with some homemade cupcakes Mm -hmm. at the drop of a hat. And I think the best example of who Kendra is, is that she... Let us live in her house for, right. I think it was three weeks. Right, when, right after, after the fire. When right. our house burned down, yeah. yeah, in the Woolsey fire in 2018, we had a three-month-old baby and a dog and a whole lot of Nowhere to go. crazy baggage that right. comes with being suddenly homeless. And she graciously opened her doors to us for as long as we needed, and yep. I will forever be grateful to her for that. That's what kind so of person she is. That pretty yeah. much sums up Kendra. Yeah. So she came on the show. She was uh, the very first person that let us interview her. So she shared her days of living in Seattle. She moved down here. She worked at makeup counters mm-hmm. and kind of shares her journey to become who she is today. From humble beginnings. Yeah. And then we dove into talking about her experiences at a few agencies over over the course of her career and really how to have a healthy relationship with your agent. Cause I think it's really important. And I think a lot of people don't really know how that relationship should look. She's really good at that. Yeah. And uh, you know, her and I have had such a great back and forth for the last eight years that I thought she'd be the perfect person to speak to that. Yes. Uh, And then she also shares uh, what it takes to maintain a roster of A-list clients. I mean, Mm. she's worked with everyone, Renee Zellweger, Busy Phillips, Jordana Brewster, Mandy Moore, Molly Shannon, I could right. go on and on, Macy right. Williams, and um, me, of course. Right, yeah. She uh, she did my makeup for the promos we shot for the podcast. Right. That was yeah. a lot of fun. So I can personally say how wonderful it is to have her do your makeup. Right. Uh, brands adore her. She was nominated for a Hollywood Beauty Award in 2020, which mm-hmm. was an amazing night. And yes, it was. I think the last night we actually went out before the pandemic shut us all in for a while. So I that's, have the, that's the night I met Tommy Chong, right? Yeah. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes I remember that. Yes. So fond memories of that night. Um, you know, she's got a million high-profile clients. She travels the world pretty much on a monthly basis yeah. and is truly living the dream as an right. artist in, right. in this industry. So without further ado, I present our interview with Kendra Mann. Morning, morning. Hello, and we are joined now by celebrity makeup artist and a very dear friend of mine, Kendra Mann. Hi. Hi. Thank you for coming on today. Of course. I know it was not an easy drive. It was a beautiful (laughs) one, though. It was a beautiful drive, yes. We're (laughs) live in Malibu today. So I am really excited to talk to you because, I mean, gosh, how long have we known each other now? It's been at least seven or eight years. I, I, yeah, I want to say so. It's wild because I feel like it hasn't, like it's gone by so quickly. Yeah. That yeah. 
Well, that's when you know you're having fun, right? Yeah, time flies. Time flies when you're having fun. So let's dive in. I have a ton of questions to ask you. Most importantly, today we're going to get to talk about um, the relationship that an artist has with their agent. You and I have had an incredible relationship from the minute we met until now. Um, We've been through a lot, a lot, Mm -hmm. a lot. And, um, you know, I want to share with everybody what a healthy relationship with your agent looks like, because I've heard over the years that some people don't get to have that. So really shocking (laughs) (laughs) from maybe one or two people. So anyway, before we dive into that, which I think we could talk about that all day, um, I would love for you to share with everybody who's listening. uh, How did you get started? What inspired you to get into makeup? Um, I, I love this question because we were talking earlier about how like you never really get to hear how people everybody's get started. story yeah. yeah it's my favorite thing to hear about because it's always so fascinating and it's never what you expect no no mine so I got started I guess I learned I loved makeup when I was like in elementary school junior high you know I'd walk down to the store called Shopco which people probably don't know what Shopco is it's like a low-grade target if you live Which in a where, small like, town. Seattle, right? Yeah. yeah. Low-grade target. <laughs> and I Glam. would, buy, yeah, I'd buy like the wet and wild makeup and I'd, you know, go home and I'd flip through the magazines and I'd recreate like whatever look I could find and I'd mm-hmm. get my friends to come over before dances. And so I always had a love for makeup and dyeing my own hair and like just, you know, mm-hmm. playing in the beauty world when I was younger And so I was going to school up in Washington State, where I'm from. I was going to college. And I just kind of one day was like, what am I doing? Studying what? Art history and boys. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so I, I, you know, I said to my my sister, who was my roommate at the time, I was like, I'm going to move to Los Angeles and I'm going to go to makeup school because... This was before the internet and before you could go on YouTube and, you know, learn how to do things, uh, I guess, online. So I was like, I'm going to go to makeup school and I'm going I'm to move in like six weeks. Mm-hmm. And I think my family was like, no, you're not. Right. But yeah. okay. Yeah. And I did. So I, I moved down to Los Angeles. I was 19. And I went to this makeup school that is actually still there because when I was driving through Hollywood the other day, I saw it. It moved buildings, but it was on Hollywood and Highland and it was called Elegance International Academy. Fabulous. Very fabulous. (laughs) And um, yeah, I went there. It was a year long course. We did everything from, you know, what they considered like runway and beauty makeup to prosthetics and special effects and bald Mm -hmm. caps and and all of that kind of fun stuff. And simultaneously, when I was in school, I was working at a few different makeup counters. So I freelanced for Laura Mercier and a Nordstrom's. I worked uh, for Stila. I got a job at Barney's New York in Beverly Hills when it was there, which that was like the gold mine. That was fun. I feel yeah. like that's a common thread with makeup artists that just working at that counter obviously must have had a ton of experience. Yeah, you know. it was amazing. It was mm-hmm. it was it paid really well. Like I always tell people who want to become makeup artists, like work at a makeup counter because a lot of times it pays really decent. Right. If you're going to have a job, they'll help you build your kit. You'll get so many free products. So makeup's expensive if you can have a brand give you gratis or like right help build your portfolio and it's tons of practice like you get every age every, right. every ethnicity, day like every skin condition 
And so, yeah, I worked at Barney's uh, in Beverly Hills for a couple years and went to school. And then I was actually at Barney's. I was working at the Stila counter and a makeup artist came in and they were looking for a bronzer for this unknown musician named Rihanna. (laughs) Okay. Casual. Yeah. Very casual. She's, I don't know if you guys have heard of her, Mm -hmm. but, um, I helped the makeup artist like pick out a few different shades of a bronzer and she was doing a music video for Rihanna, uh, and needed, uh, extra makeup artists to Mm -hmm. help on the background and the dancers. And so she asked if I wanted to do it and I called out sick to work. So I could twist of fate. I I did. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I met another makeup artist on, on that music video who was at an agency and he started using me as an assistant. And so it kind of snowballed from there. I just, sorry, Barney's, but I called out every time I got a job. (laughs) Sorry. I had a lot of, I had a lot of pink eye. That was always my excuse to, (laughs) to call out of work. Cause yeah, I guess you can get that. You could get it at a makeup counter and you had no other symptoms. So you didn't have to fake sounding sick. Got it. You know, sorry guys. (laughs) She has little again, (laughs) again. Um, and so, yeah, so that's how I, I started assisting and then slowly, building relationships with those bigger artists. And one of them at the time was asked to go on the high school musical tour. Okay. They did a tour after the movie where um, Vanessa Hudgens needed a personal makeup artist at the time. And uh, Torsten, who was the makeup artist I was assisting for, wasn't going to plan to go on the tour. And so they asked if I wanted to. And so I was 24 and I think I was one of the oldest people <laughs> on the tour because <laughs> you have to remember those guys were like they 15. were babies, yeah, yeah super yeah. young. And so I I toured with High School Musical um, for a couple months, and then after that, I was able to leave Barney's and start assisting full time different artists, and different artists, different agencies, just kind of. Yeah, I would email. Building relationships, networking, all of that. Yeah, I yeah. emailed um, people that I admired. So, you know, Patty DeBroff was one that I had emailed and wanted to assist for. And I started assisting for her and for this guy, Torsten. And um, I assisted full time for probably about two years mm-hmm. until um, I signed with my first agency at the time. And. Um, started working in that world more. Right. Amazing. You know, you never know what an email can get you. Yeah. So yeah. A, lot of, a lot of emails that get nothing, but every now and again, you get something good. Yeah. So it never hurts to try. And obviously you did. And suddenly you were assisting, you know, some of the biggest people out there. Yeah. yeah. It was awesome. It was a really amazing to watch. Like I worked with Stefan Murray for years and to watch him mm-hmm. and Patty and just some of these incredible artists, like it's the best The best way to learn. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Um, So let's segue now into, you know, so you signed with an agency, you've been represented as an artist for many, many years now. So you have a lot of experience dealing with that relationship, those dynamics. So let's talk about the relationship that you and I have built. We were introduced by a mutual friend, a client I had at the time. Um, And I feel like so many people have such combative relationships with their agent and it just doesn't have to be that way. No. You know, I feel like everyone that I represent, I, you know, I have a a personal relationship with them and like they're humans. I feel like the thing that gets lost the most is like treating each other like a human. 
Yeah, you of, know, of course. And um, so I'd love to kind of walk everyone through how we met, how we continued to ma- maintain a relationship after all these years, you know, having a healthy artist agent dynamic. I mean, there's so many things we could talk about. Um, but I guess we could start with, uh, you know, I feel like people are afraid of their agents, <laughs> right? I mean, did you ever feel, yes. ever feel that way? Not with me, obviously. Not with you. No. And when I, I was with my first agency for about eight years mm-hmm. and I, I had two different agents while I was there. I had my agent that I first signed with who went on to have a baby and then kind of leave the business. Right. It happens. And yeah. Yeah. And, uh, then I had another, uh, uh, agent for a while at that same agency and, yeah, it was when I was, I knew I was ready to leave because I wanted a different work dynamic. I mm-hmm. wanted a different relationship right. with not only my agent, but also a different relationship with my job. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, you know, when I was kind of shopping around to where I wanted to go to, every single person that you represented was like, you have to go talk to Kelly. You have to talk to Kelly. You have to talk to Kelly. She's amazing. She's amazing. And go on. Yes. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> yes. And it is very scary when you leave an agency yeah. and you decide to go to another one because you, in a way, feel like you're breaking up with somebody. Right. But the shift in how I looked at my career and how my day to day interactions with you were with my then versus my previous agency Mm -hmm. was like night and day. Like it was almost like getting out of a bad relationship. I don't want to say getting out of a bad relationship because, you know, don't want to like put a dark cloud over anything. Not here to talk poorly about anybody, but yeah, an experience is an experience. But it was just so much better. Right. On the other side of things. Well, I feel like there, um, there's certain places that don't want the artist to feel like they have any control. Yes, that's, career. that was a huge problem. And I, it is still kind of a problem, not between us, sorry, right. but um, with other friends, because a lot of my friends are hairdressers or other makeup artists. Mm-hmm. And there is sort of a weird dynamic sometimes where an artist will go like, oh, well, my agent, you know, they didn't tell me what the rate was, or I don't know if my schedule or... I should ask if, if they're going to cover, you know, transportation or travel, but I'm scared. And, and, and why would they be scared? I don't know. It's an interesting thing. I mean, I remember back in the day, I mean, I can tell you, I guess, cause I, I have had those experiences, mm-hmm. uh, with other agencies where it's almost like you're scared to ask about the job that you're supposed to be doing because you don't want to, you don't want to lose it, lose it. You don't yeah. want to bother anyone. It's, it's kind of like when you're a little kid and your mom's like, go ask your dad. And you're like, oh, I don't know if I ask my dad. He's going to say, no, I can't go. Right. But uh, it's funny because it's not supposed to feel that way. Like right. it's supposed to be this. It's a partnership. A partnership where yeah. like I can do my job best if I have all the information. So why wouldn't I want that right. to be you yeah. know, communicated to me? Or I mean, I have a, a really good friend who lives in New York, who's a makeup artist and constantly she'll have, you know, something will happen and she'll say, Oh no, they, you know, they didn't tell me what the rate was and now I'm doing this job and it's not, it's, yeah, (laughs) it's not great. And it's, you know, 12 hours or, you know, I, I mean, and there were times, there were times when I, at my old agency would have clients call and say, 
you know, hey, we we were told you weren't available this day. You right. know, are you not available? And I'd say, no, I'm available. I'm not working that day. And right. so it's so not it, totally on the up and up. Yeah, it gets a little if you I mean, it, it can get a little murky at agencies. I feel like sometimes that, you know, they play favorites or they maybe, you know, there's an artist who's not working as much. So they give your job away to them. And that, I think, creates this insecurity in artists then that are at those places because they're like, well, wait, what's happening? Like, Right, you don't feel like you can trust. You don't feel yeah. like the trust is there. You don't feel like there's like that fluid communication. And I've never had that since coming to TMG. You know, I can call and say like, hey, let's, what about this job? Should I do it? Should I not do it? Like, what do you think? It's, does this person... Yeah, to me, an agent's position is to empower the artist to do the best job that they can. Yeah. Like, it's not about playing games or stealing jobs or moving things around or keeping things from people. Like, I never understood that. So when I hear those stories, it, like, makes me cringe. Well, that's also because you're half manager, right? Right, yes. Yeah. Well, I do a lot of managers. <laughs> Benjamin Pollock. <laughs> um, just in the background listening. Just in the background <laughs> hanging out. Um, yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, we do it because we love it. Yeah. You know, so, like, why... Why would I want to be sending somebody out on a job if they don't know what the job is? Exactly. Or, or how much money they're making. Like, you know, I always view it as more of a, a partnership. Like an artist hires an agent, agrees to pay them a certain percentage for their advice and guidance and help and all of those things. So to me, that's that's the basis of the relationship and the trust that, you know, you're putting your career into my hands to speak to your clients and, you know, handle things the way you would want to handle them, except it's me dealing with it, not you. Yeah. And I've loved that. And I feel like that is something that we've together when we talk about like our relationship as an artist mm -hmm. and an agent, like I tell people all the time, or if I have friends that are like at thinking maybe they want to switch agencies or, you know, they're looking to change representation or, or sign with an agent. Mm -hmm. Um, I, that's one of the things I always say is like, I can ask Kelly anything and I don't feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I can, I can lay all my cards out on the table. I can say, Hey, you know, I got asked to do this job, but I don't really want to do it because, you know, maybe the rate or, you know, hey, I'm thinking of, uh, I want to work with this person. Like, do you know if they have an artist that they're using? Like, can we do some outreach? Like, it's a very easy conversation to always have. Right. And there are times when, you know, jobs get sticky or we have a super busy day where there's three people asking mm -hmm. maybe for the same day. And then we always have that conversation like, let's say I have two people asking for the same day or three people asking, it's a conversation. It's like, well, this person's been your client for a long time, you know, or this person asked first, we mm -hmm. need to give them priority. And I feel like that a lot of people don't have that. And when you do have it, it makes, as an artist, it makes you less crazy because you feel like you have full transparency on what's going on on your right. schedule. Yeah, the decision isn't being made for you yes. without somebody asking for your input first. Yeah. I mean, you're the one that has to do the job. I don't have yeah. to show up and do it. So <laughs> like, you should be the one deciding what you're doing, right? <laughs> it's true. I don't think a lot of people get that that agency over their career, which is right. wild to me because I don't. now I can't imagine it any other way. Like I look back and I think like there's... You know, and, and some people, you know, like I said, I have, I have really good friends that are at all different agencies and will, will be on the same job. You know, like I'll, my friend who's a hairstylist will be doing the hair or something and I'll say like, 
hey, are you doing this? And they'll be like, oh, I don't know. I haven't heard or like they haven't told me this yet or right. haven't. And I always think like, why is anybody withholding any information if right. it's out there? Yeah. When yeah. You can so there's it. that level of trust that is so important. And, you know, I think going going back a little bit to to get a little further into um, you know, why our relationship works so well and why, you know, representing you has been such a pleasure oh, over the years. Um, is that, you I'm know, sure there's some times where it's not. No, not at all. Like when I miss my connecting flight in yeah, a foreign no, country. A <laughs> well, also, again, like you got to get on the planes. Yeah. <laughs> Only so much I can do there. But, um, you know, I think, that, you know, when you're an agent looking at artists and, you know, what makes an artist somebody that you want to have on the roster. It's somebody like you who really has a realistic expectation of what an agent does because yes, we book the jobs. Yes. We get you as many things as we can, but also you are really good at maintaining your own relationships. Thank you. You know, you understand, you know, intuitively that like you can't just sit there yeah. and wait for the phone to ring. Like that doesn't make any sense. And I feel like so many artists come in like, okay, I have an agent now. Like I'm done. I'm just going to, sit back and everything's going to blow up. And, you know, that is not how it works. Like you've gotten, you know, brand partnerships and because, I mean, you go out with people, you, you maintain a personal relationship. You're one of the best people I know at maintaining like (laughs) genuine personal relationships with people. And like you, you can't overlook that. Thank you. I, I will say I feel very fortunate that the clientele that I have, I genuinely really like them. Right. Like I, tend to really like the people I work with. And when you work, and then when you work with someone for years, you do, you be, you become friends, you, or you have, you have a, a level of a personal relationship with them. Sure. Friends is, can be a slippery slope. Yeah. Sometimes. Friends can definitely yes. be a slippery slope. Yeah. I, but, um, the, like you, you become invested in their lives, I guess, and them in yours. And mm-hmm. so it is nice. It is like seeing a familiar friend when you get to go on a job, right. you know, and, so like, well, let's talk about that a little bit. So I've watched you maintain incredibly loyal clients for a long time. I mean, Renee Zellweger, Busy Phillips, Jordana Brewster, Molly Shannon. I'm going to just name a few off the top <laughs> of my head. Um, some high profile philanthropist we won't name, but is also very fabulous. Um, <laughs> you know, what do you think are important skills to retain clients like that over, you know, years, decades at this point? Um, well, I think discretion yeah. is important. Number one. Yeah. Um, you know, because in the makeup chair, stuff <clears throat> comes out. Yeah. Everything comes out. Yeah. I mean, it's true. Like when you see those, like, you know, like the, the beauty salon scenes and, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever in television and film, but it's true. You, you, you are, um, exposed to a lot of things in the chair. You know, people talk about a lot of their personal You're dealing life. with people in a very vulnerable moment because yeah. they want you to make them yeah. beautiful. And I think a lot of that just kind of rolls into vulnerability in a lot of ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it stuff is either mentioned around you, you know, their 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 lives are going on. You're in and the house. You're in yeah. their house. You're mm-hmm. in their hotel room. You're in these, these intimate situations. And so I feel like that's really important. Um, you know, just to kind of read the room from the get-go. So even if it's the first time you've ever worked with someone, just kind of read the room, see maybe they're in, maybe they're up for talking, maybe they're not up for talking, maybe they're, mm-hmm. you know, having a moment or something, or they're nervous or scared, or they have a big carpet they're going to, or a photo shoot, or, 
you know, so I think that's important. Um, and I always, I always think listening to what their needs and wants are is very important. You know, I, I like to always ask my clients, you know, this is a very basic beauty question, but are you sensitive to anything? Are there any products you don't like? You know, I try to kind of tailor what we are going to do. You know, what do you feel like doing today? How do you feel like looking? Have you thought of anything? Right. Making it like a collaborative um, process together because maybe they saw something on Pinterest that they want to try out or maybe they loved the way they looked the other night for something and they want to kind of copy it. So I think that's important. I think that with all like, especially all the women that you named, there's just something maybe in me and something in them that we just kind of feel comfortable around each other mm-hmm. and we kind of click. And that's such a blessing to be able to find those clients. That, yeah. You know, you can have that personal relationship and, you know, really be able to tailor their experience and kind of be what they need. Yeah. In any moment. I think that's kind of the gist of it, right? Yeah. Kind yeah. of just, yeah. I mean, cause you are there to, to do a job and you are there to, you know, make them feel it, it's, it's really not about what I'm feeling at the moment, what I want, what my needs and concerns are, but offering a service to them. Right. And then I always think about like, how are they going to feel? I always think about this with makeup, which this isn't even really maybe segue into what we were talking about, but Mm -hmm. I always think about like, how are they going to feel at the end of the night when they're washing that makeup off? Like, what is that washcloth going to look like? Right. (laughs) Like, (laughs) you know, like I think like, are they going to feel like themselves? Are they going to feel like they're still the best version of themselves? Right. Hopefully they won't want to wash it off. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But do wash it off. It's very bad for your skin to sleep in your makeup. (laughs) So, all right, let's go into a couple fun things. I always (laughs) like to ask a couple fun questions at the end. Um, Obviously, what's, you know, one beauty item that you can't live without? Ooh, uh, mascara. I'm a mascara junkie. Do you have a favorite? I have so many favorites for so many different reasons. Like I love the YSL mascara, but it does tend to transfer a little bit sometimes depending Mm -hmm. on the climate. Whatever Um, you're wearing right now looks good. I'm wearing the Ilia one today, um, which is another really good one. Um, But I I love this L'Oreal one. I love Chanel just came out with like a red mascara that's very beautiful and like a limited edition which sounds odd, but it's real, like with green eyes or blue right. eyes, it's really beautiful. So I would say mascara. I have about five rotating in my makeup bag right now. Okay. So I'm kind of a junkie. All right. Mascara. Good one. <laughs> Who doesn't love a mascara? All right. Um, I know this is going to be like probably the hardest question, but do you have a favorite red carpet look? Oh, this is That you've so ever hard. done of all time. <sighs> This is very hard because I have like maybe five. Okay. We'll but give me a few. I loved uh, Maisie Williams one year. We did this really, I believe it was SAG Awards. Uh, we did like a very dark, dark, vampy, like oxblood lip and nothing else. Yeah, and she one. just looked like, I still look at that photo and I'm like, it was just perfect. Like, yeah, she just looked perfect. Um, have a million with Busy. I mean, there's so many yeah. like... When you guys have so much fun. Oh, she's, she does. She is so much fun with yeah. makeup. Uh, there was one where uh, Richard Collins, who's also an artist Richard at the agency, will did, be coming on the podcast he very will? soon. Oh, yes, good. He will. He did, I think it was Baby to Baby, mm-hmm. an event. And we did this, like, he did this kind of Barbarella big hair. And I did this, like, 
uh, liner, this like 70s, like exaggerated liner Mm -hmm. kind of eye. Um, I have a bunch with Mandy that I love. Uh, There was a moment with Renee in Paris where it was raining and it was the Judy premiere and she's she's carrying Mm -hmm. a a rainbow umbrella. So good. Oh, I just like, so yeah, there's, it's so hard. So many moments. Yeah. Well, speaking of Paris, um, you travel constantly for work. I feel like more than anybody else, you're <laughs> like in a different country every month, at least. <laughs> so. I love it. I will say it's the best. I am yeah. forever grateful that this job has opened so many windows to the world that I would have never been able to. Yeah. I mean, grasp. I'm consistently jealous of you on a regular <laughs> basis. So, I mean... I'm just thinking last year, I remember you went to Korea, you went to London, you went, I mean, you're in New York all the time. Like, is there a favorite place that you've traveled for work? I love Paris. I do mm-hmm. love Paris because for so, I mean, it's Paris. Who doesn't yeah, love Paris? Course. And you can get all your good French pharmacy restock. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to Stockholm, which was very cool last year, a couple times. Um, I went to India, which was oh yeah very mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. I didn't get to see a lot of India, um, but it's also one of those kind of pinch me moments where I'm like, I get to go to India, and even if I have jet lag and I don't eat anything for three days, right, whatever, <laughs> like um, <laughs> I still got to go. Sure, yeah. Um, so that I would say anywhere, 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 anywhere is good. A free trip anywhere is good. A free a trip, paid trip anywhere, anywhere is even better. Is even better. Yeah. <laughs> So, all right, let's wrap it up. One more question. Do you have, you know, one memorable, like, pinch me starstruck moment that has ever come about because of your job? Okay, so the moment I would say that I was a a memorable pinch me moment, uh, I was sitting in my car waiting to go into a job on Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was with, uh, I was working with Renee at the time. And you had called to say that I got to do the Harper's Bazaar cover. Oh, I just got goosebumps. And I love that moment. I just remember like sitting in my car, doing a little dance, like saying like, thank you, Jesus, out loud. It was just a moment. And then you don't even believe it until you're actually on set. Because I'm like, anything oh, no. could happen. Like somebody would get COVID or like. Oh, especially because it was <laughs> it during was, the like, time of, midst of COVID. COVID yeah. And where everyone was like, I actually remember like, I don't think I did anything the whole weekend before that job because I knew I had to test. And I was like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not eating any takeout food. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> right. seeing my boyfriend at the time. Yeah. Um, and that was a moment where I'll just, it. you just get so excited. Like mm-hmm. it's, I say this all the time. I feel like makeup artists, hairstylists, uh, anyone who works in kind of this world, like we have the only job where we like love working. Like we get so excited to work. It's when we're not working that we're like bummed out and we're like, what's happening? I just want to work. Right. And everyone else I know is like, I can't wait to stop working. I can't wait till it's the weekend. Um, But that was a moment where I just, I'll never forget it. I'll just, I'll never forget like sitting in my car. Such a career milestone. Yeah. Yeah. Any like major American cover like that is, you know, the be all and end all. Yeah. And I'm so happy I got to be the deliverer of that good news. I'll, I'll never forget it. Yeah. I mean, I, it was <laughs> such a, I mean, and I think because we've thought we're like, oh, it's not going to happen. Like there's the politics, the photographer. Right. It was like a photographer, I want to say from the UK that actually came in to shoot that. Right. Um, yeah. So yeah. And that was it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I today. can't believe this went by so it's fast. Over. I know. <laughs> we did it. It's perfect done. timing. Yes. It's perfect timing. So your 
amazing. I adore you. I love you. Right back at you. You know, you say you love working. I feel the same way. I get to wake up every day and like, you know, call people and tell them they're doing the cover of Bazaar. And that's like my job. So, you know, it has been a pleasure. I'm sure we'll have you back another time, you know, once once we get going. And um, Kendra Mann, everybody. And there you have it. A truly insightful interview with makeup artist Kendra Mann. And lots of fun. Yeah, that was amazing to have her here. Uh, So thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at each underscore beauty. And let us know what you guys want to hear about. We're getting into new episodes coming up. We want to talk hair and makeup, beauty industry, anything at all. We're listening and we would be happy to oblige. we should have, uh, by the end of this week, we should have uh, agentbeauty.com up and ready. Mm -hmm. So agentbeauty.com. All right. Thanks for listening. 